Okay, let's get some uh, learning done before Shabbat comes in. <clears throat> Today's Kaf, was it Kaf Chedel? Oh my gosh, Kaf Zayin Elul. Yeah, Kaf Zayin Elul, I did this last night. Kaf Zayin Elul, Omat Rosh Hashanah. Kaf Zayin Elul, Tav Shem Pei Beis. And um, 23rd of September. Okay. So, when we last left our heroine, she had... Um, she had stolen the, the 11 girls and gone off to the sea. They happened upon some bandits, and she convinced them to marry the girls. And then after they married, she had, they, they killed them all. They cut the throats of their husbands. And then they decided, <clears throat> and then they robbed, them, robbed, the, robbed the robbers. And then they decided that they would uh, dress in men's clothing, so they sewed for themselves clothing uh Ashkenaz, the style of uh, Germans. And then they continued on the on the boat, going on. and it was the day, there was an old king. and he had a an only son, and he married him off. and he gave his son the Malchus to let his son be king. Amara ben Melech and the son of the king said, He would go and he would travel with his wife on the sea, in order that she should be used to the sea air. Because, God forbid, some, some, lest someday they would be forced to, to flee on the sea. But this seems like a pretty uh, reasonable thing to do, right? As soon as he becomes king, the first thing he does is to go on a cruise ship with his wife. Why? Because maybe someday they'd have to run away to the sea, right? This sounds like, um, sounds like the leadership we have today. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to add, I'm going to leave my, uh, my responsibilities as king in order to go on vacation because someday maybe we'll have to run away. Thanks. Good to know that, uh, leadership hasn't changed in hundreds of years. He went with his wife and with all the ministers who farsu basfina, and they went out on a boat. And they they were happy and they they played and they hung out and they had good times and they drank margaritas and daiquiris. Afterwards, and they said, "Hey, let's take off our clothes." Hainu in parentheses Hainu ben clarifying that we're talking about the son of the king. And the ministers of the king, which were with them on the boat, the good advice they came up with, because they were so happy, everyone should take off their clothes, and that's what they did. And they had only their uh, their coats up. Oh, they were down to their uh, swim trunks, I don't know. And they said, hey, let's go climb the mast. And the, the son of the king, he was brave enough to try and climb the mast, right? This reminds me of, uh, you know, a bunch of frat guys. Whoa, bro, who can climb the mast? You know, after enough shots, everyone thinks he's Superman, right? Liquid courage, right? They call alcohol liquid courage. Going back to the daughter of the emperor, she came on her own boat. And she sees this boat, Hainu, 
meaning she sees the boat of the son of the king with all his people on it. At first she was afraid to come near. Afterwards she, she got a little, she leaned a little closer, I don't know, she got a little closer. And she saw they were, they were, you know, playing around drunk. And she understood they were not thieves, <coughs> like the last people she, she encountered. So she started to get closer. And the daughter of the emperor says to her, her friends, now the, the, the servant girls, the maiden girls are called her friends now. She says, look, I can, I can drop this bald guy into the sea. Parentheses. Right, and she's referring to the son of the king who had climbed to the head of the mast, as we mentioned above. Why this is happening? Why she wants to drop him into the sea? I don't know. Ki ben this this son of the king, he was bald, just to fill you in. She referred to the bald guy she's going to drop into the sea. We're talking about the son of the king, who was bald. Just to clarify what it means, bald, it means that he is bald, his head is bald of hair. I don't know why that had to be clarified, but it was. Fine. Amrulav Echefshar, and they said to her, How would that be possible? Hello on a Rechoki Mehemod? They didn't say, Why are you doing that? They didn't say, What's the problem? They just said, How would you do such a thing? We're very far away. Amrulahen Shish Zuchuchit Shesoresh. She said, There's a glass that burns. And by way of this, she's going to bring him down. She had some kind of a, a glass, like a magnifying glass, but I guess she had a big enough one that if you have, whatever. We'll see. She's going to wait to drop him until he gets mamish to the head of the mast. She's, because she's going to wait till he gets to the head of the mast, because if she were to bring him down while he's in the middle of the mast, then he would just fall. Then when he falls, he'll fall inside of the boat. When he gets to the head of the mast, then when he falls, you pull the him, he'll fall into the sea. And so she waited until he was mamish at the head of the mast. <coughs> so she took this glass that burns, she put it up against the sun, which is called Bren Brill. Bren is, is fire brill, I don't know. Vechivna Negen Mocho, and she aimed it towards his brain. Until his brain was burned and he fell into the sea. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know what this means. I don't know why why this is happening. <clears throat> There's got to be some kind of uh, deep Kabbalistic understanding here, but it's beyond me. Vekeva and Shira'un, since when they saw Anshayasfina Shalamelech, when the people of the, the king's uh, boat saw this, Shinafal that he fell, Nasasham Rajgadol, they made a great noise. How can they go home? Because the king would die, he's so distressed. Oh my gosh, what's going to be with the king? So they decide, they decide not to try and save their friend who fell in the water. Rather, they say, let's go near to this boat that we see. Hainu, the Sfina, Zu, Hanal, Shel, Habat, Kesar. 
right? This is just a weird, weird set of incidences of events. They're going to go near to the boat that they see. Right, they're not concerned with their friend who just fell from, you know, 50 meters up into the ocean. They're just worried they're going to go back. The king's going to be distressed. They go find this other boat. Let's go. Let's so we're going to forget our friend and go to this other boat and see maybe on that boat there's a doctor who can give us advice. So they came close to the boat. The, the, the boat of the, of the Bat Kesar with her maidens, with her nobilities. And they said to them, Right? They say, Don't be afraid of us. We're not going to do anything to you. Don't worry. I don't think the Bat Kesar is afraid of you, you drunken uh, aristocrats. So they asked them, doctor, right? <clears throat> We're a bunch of drunken, privileged fools. We need someone to tell us what to do. So they said the whole story. Oh my gosh, we're on the boat getting drunk, and the, the, the son of the king suddenly fell in the sea. The Bat Kesar comes in. They said, she says, Take him out of the sea! Ah, that's some good advice there. Good thing we had a stranger doctor to tell us what to do. So they went back, and they found him, and they took him out. Right. This is this goes back to what I was referring to before, that um, I get the feel, you know, Rabbi Nachman, it sounds like he just has total contempt, total contempt for, for royalty, for chashivas, for people that that occupy positions of power is just showing us how incredibly stupid and uh, uh, incompetent they are. And I think that anyone who reads the news today, you know, whether you're on this side or that side, whatever you feel, there's there's plenty of people who are who are in pa- pa- positions of incredible power and leadership and prestige who are just completely stupid and unable to put their, you know, I don't know how they tie their shoes, half these people. I guess when you're rich enough, you can hire someone to tie your own shoes, so no one knows that you don't know how to tie your own shoes. So she tells them to go back and take him out of the sea. They went back and found him. She goes and checks his pulse. Oh, she checks his pulse and says, His brain has been burned. So they tore his brain so they like open up his head and they open up his brain and they say oh she's right his brain is burned now that we've opened his skull I don't even know so they freaked out <laughs> they got all worried so they're all worried and they say tell us what to do come home with us come back to the king's palace Ah, and you'll be the king's doctor now and you will be very important and great indeed. She didn't want. She said she's not a doctor. She I'm not a doctor, she says. I just know if someone falls in the ocean, maybe you should take him out of the water. Okay, friends. I don't know what this means. This story just gets weirder and weirder every time. Every time I read it, it's the same weird. Um... 
<laughs> it's almost Shabbos here in Meron. I hope you all are well. I hope this finds you well. Um, we'll talk soon. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos.